Hello, family, and welcome to Our Hope Kingdom Ministry, where we give you food for thought. Our intention is to give you something more to think about. And today, beloved family, we're doing something a little different. I'll be giving a message in poetry. Yes, poetry. But these poems, I say, are a bit strong, so I thought, I feel like they belong here on a whole kingdom. Tell me what you think. The first one is, there are witches in the church. We're going to discuss each one. There are witches in the church. Christians, open your spiritual ears and eyes. You must be alert. They have been sent to cause strife and confusion. Their Christianity and religion is just an illusion. They come in with lots of sweet talk and honey, offer big tithes, promise the church lots of money. They pretend to be holy, can even speak in tongues, attach themselves to leaders, the important ones. The ones that'll give them status, prestige, and approval, then begin their work as the devil's tools. To cause strife, tear down the church leaders first, deceive the congregation, then take over the church. There are witches in your church, and that's not cool. But you're unaware. You have been fooled. When will the church awake and sound the alarm that witches are in here with plans to do us harm? No matter who it is, you must try each and every spirit. Stop being gullible and stop being negligent. This poem may be disliked by many of you, but I have come to, but have I become your enemy because I tell you the truth? There are witches in the church. Yes, in yours too. I'll say that again. This poem may be, be disliked by many of you, but have I become your enemy because I tell you the truth? There are witches in the church. Yes, there are witches in your church too. Beloved, this is, beloved family, this is the truth. Witches are on assignments to disrupt, to cause confusion in churches, and they are sent to all the churches. There are witches in the church. Saying praise the Lord, hallelujah. Singing worship songs, and they love to get on the worship team. Oh yeah, they want to get on, because if you can stop the worship, what do you start with? They start with worship. If they can mess up worship, they, they got the whole service. They want to they be on the worship team ministers but so many of the churches are not even tuned in they don't even have the discernment to discern them and that scares me and it should scare you so therefore you could have a you got a, a demon a witch leading worship you got a, a warlock or a demon preaching. So what are you going to get? Evil and confusion. 
They're there. Oh, and they come in with money. Oh, yeah, they do. Anyway, I'm going to read the next poem here. I see. I think I've read this once before on Hard to Hard. But uh, it fits in here. It's called I See. What do I see all around me? I see death and destruction spreading, trying to take over. I see men of power being silent. Instead of fighting for justice, they're running for cover. I see the house of Yah being used as a comedy house and a nightclub, a place to be entertained. I see preachers all dressed up in the pulpit, talking loud, saying nothing, and ain't even ashamed. I see demons leading worship teams and witches in the church, but no one's able to discern them. I see church leaders in ignorance, standing hand in hand with devils, weep, singing worship hymns. I see, for the most part, the church is lost, caught up in the world some partially, and some fully blind. I see we need to do something drastic, like submit, repent, and cry out, because we're almost out of time. I see not all are like this. Praise Almighty Yah. There are a chosen few, righteous, set apart, and true. I see them hearing, well done, good and faithful servants, into my kingdom. I sure hope that's you. That's what I see. Now tell me, what do you see? Beloved family, what do you see? Now, I was led by the, his spirit to these poems and they, they're, they're speaking truth. This is not some freely poem, you know, like about the butterflies going from here to there. Excuse me. <laughs> we have a problem. The church has been infiltrated with witches, people full of demons, and leadership in the church, especially the worship team. They target it. I see it all the time. And they know I recognize them. And they don't like me. And I don't like that spirit either. And it amazes me how so many of the leaders in the church can be blind to it. Not all. But some are influenced by status. They have a, a, a good job or they make a lot of money or they give a big tithes. You know, things that shouldn't matter. Here's another poem that um, causes a little disturbance. This is where I belong. This is where I belong, down at your feet, surrendered in tears, kissing them, washing them, drying them with my hair, pledging my allegiance to you and your son to preach the good news, thy kingdom has come. This is where I belong, in a place of repentance and remorse, turning my back on anything and everything not like you, embracing the love and acceptance you've given me, even after all the bad things you've seen me do. So, where do I belong? 
Not at the cross, feeling lost, or at the tomb, feeling gloom. At the foot of your throne is where I belong. Your son is no longer bleeding, hanging on a tree. He's seated next to you on your throne, interceding for me. My beloved brothers and sisters, I hope you can see why I say at the foot of his throne is where I belong each and every day. Oh, I will never ever forget what he did for me on Calvary. But he's no longer there, hung on that tree. He's seated on his throne where he belongs. You know, I wrote this poem because, like I said before, most of the Christians are still at the cross. They're still at the cross, at the place, Calvary, where he was crucified, where he was persecuted, where he was murdered, where he, was, he took a curse upon himself, where he was cursed. Why would you be there? Why are they still there? He's not there. Oh, the Catholic has his body on a, on a cross. And they say when they take communion, he's, his body's being torn and he's bleeding every time. That's a lie. That's an abomination. And I think it's wrong. It's, it's stifling the church. And that's why there's no power because they're still at the cross. You know, they haven't even gone to the tomb. At the cross, feeling lost, begging and pleading, Oh, God, help me, oh, God. You know, he's paid for your sins and your sickness. You don't have to beg him. All you have to do is believe him. He wants you well. He wants you prosperous. You don't have to beg him. And then there are some people that, at least they went over to the tomb. They stay there where he rose. He rose. Yeah. Well, don't stay there either. At the tomb, feeling gloom. He rose, but he didn't stay there. When they went to the tomb seeking him, he was already gone. Before Sunday, the first day. He left on the Shabbat. Why would you be there? At the throne is where we all belong. At his throne, at the foot of the throne, not the foot of the cross. Where there's sorrow and weeping and blood. He's not gonna bleed again and we should not be sorrowful. We should be praising him because he rose and he's interceding for us. Why would we be, be there in gloom? sorrow, feeling lost at the cross, at the cross. There's a song, the song, I will cling to the old rugged cross. I sing it. I won't cling to that old rugged cross because I've heard the good news. He got off, <laughs> you know. Leave the cross. Beloved, brothers and sisters, leave the cross. Now, as I said in the poem, remember what he did on that tree on Calvary that they call the cross. You can never forget that. Remember and honor him for that. But don't stay there because he's not there. Go to the foot of the throne and honor him and tell him, I remember what you did. 
for me. You left that throne your own right now and you came here on earth and became a curse for me, became sickness and disease for me, became sin for me. And then they placed you in that tomb and in three days and three nights, not two days and two nights, three days and three nights you rose again. And now you, you ascended up to your father, back where you belong, on your throne. Hallelujah. What do you think, beloved? Where are you? Are you at the cross feeling lost? Or are you at the tomb feeling gloom? Or are you at the foot of the throne where you belong? Hmm? Something to think about. Food for thought, don't you think? And I know this is different for poetry. And I was asking the Father, what should I uh, speak on? And he put in my heart, just read the poet, poem. Because I never will read, there are witches in your church. I won't read that on heart to heart. It's not fitting. It's fit, fitting for a whole kingdom for the chosen few. Well, I won't say I won't. If he tells me to, or when he tells me to, I will. But it was put in my heart to read here. Go back and listen to them again. I'm speaking truth. None of it is fiction. And these are things I've seen. Okay, beloved? All right. Until we meet again, beloved family. Shalom. Peace be with you. If y'all allows, I will see you again. <laughs> Don't want to get that twisted. Because remember in James, I believe James 4, it says, if you do not say, if if y'all wills, the Bible says, if the Lord wills that I do this or do that, you are sinning. So I'll say it again. Until we meet again, y'all willing, of course, and I live to do so. Shalom. Peace be with you. Don't forget that, beloved. That's why I say that every every time because it's a sin not to to say I'm going to do this I'm going to do that without giving him the glory saying, glory saying if he wills I will do that if it's in his will alright see you next time beloved